right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Crypto 101 podcast. Uh, it is good to be here. I hope everybody's having a great day or morning or afternoon, evening, wherever you guys are in the world. Um, you're in the right place because we are joined by Certic. In fact, the VP of Marketing, Monier Jalal, who's coming at us today to talk all things uh, crypto, blockchain. Monier, how are you doing today? Doing great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, we're excited. And I'm joined by my trusty compadre, Mr. Brendan Veeman. Brendan, uh, how are you doing today? Uh, things going good on your side of the, uh, of the country? Yeah, you know, we're holding it down over here on the East Coast. Things are doing well. Still good. abnormally hot, but we're, we're living yeah. in the great world of crypto. So it's hard to yeah, go there's, wrong. There's been a crazy heat wave. I was just at Disneyland and it was like, man, like 105 degrees. I was melting, uh, but it was totally worth it. It was, it was a ton of fun. If have you been there recently? Anybody? Uh, Disneyland? Monier? <laughs> I've been to Disneyland, not recently, um, but I, I sympathize with you because I know it's exhausting doing the whole round. And, uh, <laughs> you know, if it's in a 105 heat or whatever, that's probably worse. Yeah, it, it was pretty, pretty out of control. Um, but speaking of heat, I mean, there's been a lot of heat here in the crypto world recently as well. Um, there was, uh, you know, it feel, feels like there's exploit after hack after this or that. Um, and Certic, um, you know, your guys' job is protect against hacks to audit smart contracts. So, so let's get a, a deep dive here on Certic and uh, what are you guys all about and, and what's your mission? Yeah, it's a great question. So I think uh, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. It's a little bit more expansion beyond uh, auditing. You started out a while back doing auditing. Uh, 2018 and now things have obviously progressed beyond that so in a nutshell it is end-to-end security as it's demanded by the expansion of web3 what i mean by that is just as we kind of evolve in web3 and grow that ecosystem we are leading the way and paving the way in discovering and launching new services um, and we'll go into those services as well later on, but uh, that, that's pretty much in a nutshell. We've been around since 2018. And if you go to our website, you'll see a lot of the products that we have um, on the product pages themselves. And then uh, you can look at our just leaderboard itself and look at all the projects that we have. Um, you know, thousands of projects that are from all walks of life, all segments of life and from large to small. So, yeah. Incredible. What does a smart contract audit look like? Yeah, great question. Um, so it starts off in the in the kind of life cycle with the project approaching us um, as early as even having an idea of what they're going to launch. And they may not be at a point ready, and we still have that conversation about what their intentions are. But eventually... It, it, uh, it evolves into really a smart contract of code and available to us to have a look at. Uh, and our job really is to look at the code itself, do the analysis, walk through the code, have our security experts uh, take a look at that and discover vulnerabilities and issues in that. Now, our job is not to fix those issues. We, um, we're there to provide a recommendation and a report. And if you go to our leaderboard, you'll see the thousands of projects that are there and you'll see 
you know, project pages that have the reports there for the community to take a look and see what issues are flagged and what have been remediated, what's outstanding. Um, so in that whole process, from start to finish, um, we give the project the ability to fix any um, issues that we find and recommendations how to fix those to the point where eventually the report is released to the public uh, for everybody to see. Um, and that's available on our website. And I'm curious, what are the main differences when it comes to cybersecurity between Web 2 and Web 3? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, when we talk about Web 2 security, we're more referring to security related to centralized issues, protection of centralized data or a website or an application, better centralized access controls for users. Web3 refers more to security around smart contracts and blockchains, specifically risk and vulnerability around code uh, and security insights around uh, on-chain data. Suspicious, what I mean by on-chain data, I mean suspicious acti activity, transactions, fund movements. That's Web3. However, there's you know, the so-called Web3 ecosystem is not made of purely Web3 building blocks. Web2 plays a big part in this. Um, uh, you know, you've got on-off on uh, ramps to oracles, wallets, exchanges, NFT marketplaces, and those bring Web2 security into consideration. So you have concerns on wallet access, uh, privilege access issues on Discord servers. You've mm. probably seen, you know, uh, those being hacked um, and compromised through social networking attacks. Uh, and then you've got uh, the exchanges themselves, which are, driven out of applications or websites, and those fall prey to traditional Web2 application types of attacks. So it, it, it's not a, a demark completely between Web3 and Web2. There is interconnects be, between Web3 and Web2 in a Web3 uh, situation. Have you felt like um, the hacks um, are evolving? Are they changing? Um, you know, here we are in you know middle of 2023. Um, you know, Certic has been around for for a lot longer than that. Um, how have things changed since you guys first got founded? And what year was that, by the way? Yeah, it was 2018. Okay. Um, I think the the growth of crypto has seen you know new and emerging technologies, right, with the expansion of Web three. Um, ecosystem itself. And with the ecosystem evolution and new technologies comes increasing threat landscape, right? So hackers look for new ways to exploit. Um, one good example of that is technology that drives new attacks is that for cross-chain bridges. Cross-chain bridges uh, act as interconnect hubs between different chains. They, they were prevalent when they launched, I'd say about a year or so ago, and accounted for a good amount of lost funds, um, uh, only because the cross-chain bridge sits as an interconnect between multiple chains, making the exploit potential larger. Right. So it, it really the evolution of really hacks and exploits ties kind of closely to how the uh, the Web three ecosystem and technologies introduced into the Web three ecosystem. Uh, evolves over time. So that's what we tend to see uh, as we kind of look at this. Yeah. You know, I'm curious, you know, I think a lot of people at home um, are, are thinking like, man, like, you know, crypto's 
got all sorts of different pitfalls um, and you don't know what you don't know. Um, what are some of the key tools or best ways that the average consumer can kind of protect their crypto? Do you guys have any recommendations or best practices people at home can kind of follow? Yeah, I, I think uh, I like that you've put security as part of the tool sets. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, typically we, we don't see it there, but what we encourage folks to do is their research. And mm-hmm. um, we recently launched uh, Skyna for community. And if you go take a look at that, you actually see there's a lot of information you need related to security and more on that site. So if you go to skynet.certic.com, you'll see a lot of the information. And there, there are tools all over the place, right? There are tools scattered everywhere. Um, but it typically re- starts with the risk of the project. And you're you're trying to understand risk versus investment, and typically, right? And so you're going to look at the, the project itself, how, what level of risk is associated with that project. And for our case, when we put a security score around that, which ties to a lot of things, really the the risk of the code, the sentiments of the project, the 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 volatility of the the, the market for that token, and so on. Um, and then we go into details, obviously, on that. So it's not just a snapshot of what that looks like. It's more details in terms of the risk itself and how we came up with that. Um, but I, I would encourage folks to go out there who are community investors and start there, start at a central point where they can look at that information and then make their decisions based off that. And you've already partnered with some like pretty well-known big names in the industry. We're talking like Polygon, Tether, Sandbox. How are you currently helping them and just, I guess, providing that extra layer of security for, for both them, but also just additional transparency for their users and their audience base? Yeah, great question. I mean, we t- typically partner across the board w- with folks that allow them to in- kind of publicize the their credibility around security in a better way or build confidence. And through that entire process of auditing as well as providing services, we also then help co-market promote them um, or even flag them in our leaderboard to show that they've, you know, either gotten a high score or whatever score it is, and either they've got a leading badge of some sort uh, that promotes them to be better out there. So those are things that you know, we do to highlight the situation with the project, and they, they they do appreciate that from that perspective because we we do have a good founding marketing layer that allows to do that. Um, a pretty big, large ecosystem around the marketing machine that does that for them. Um, in terms of specific partnership, which are more strategic, uh, you can go to our uh, partner page, um, and there's a list of strategic partners there that we've signed up. And uh, we pick partners carefully. It, it involves a better together strategy where we believe there's a longevity in providing security services with certain partnerships, at the same time expanding our presence and diversity across the ecosystems. Um, meaningful conversations with large chains, like you mentioned, Polygon and leaders in the Web3 segments, Sandbox, um, whoever, right, uh, makes sense as they allow long-term relationships for us. So from a strategic partnership, beyond just the general partnerships, we do uh, have a list there and we pick those carefully. Very cool. Yeah, I'm curious, um, you know, when, when your guys' um you know, the auditors, they go through, they maybe find a bug, um, they report it back to the, uh, 
the foundation or the development team? Is that kind of how it works? And there's kind of just a back and forth between your guys' developers and their developers, or is it kind of more of a, um, a, pro- a platform or a program um, that a, a developer might sign up for and use the Certic platform? Like, how does the, uh, the actual process work? You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yeah, so just highlighting a bit more about the process. It it is a a point where the code is shared. Uh, It's on some repository somewhere and we then start doing the analysis of that code. And we will go through there and then we will highlight those issues at different severities, mm. anywhere from uh, you know informational to medium to high to critical. Um, and it's up to that project to then have the ability to, to or be given the ability to go fix that. So we allow that time frame. Um, to, for the project to go through and fix those vulnerabilities. The entire process varies. Sometimes you get like, how long does an audit take? Um, <laughs> it kind of yeah. ties to the, uh, you know, the, the analogy of like, how long is a piece of string, right? Or <laughs> it, it, it's just, it depends on the, the amount of code that's sure. there, the technology that is behind it, the language that the code is written in on and on. And, you know, it, it goes, it depends, right? Right. Um, but we can onboard within a couple of weeks, and then we start the process. Once we get availability of the code, we go through, have our experts who um, look at the code, uh, and then produce the report, and then have the remediation happen, and then the final report goes out. 
Um, sometimes certain things don't get fixed. Uh, you know, we, we highlight that in the report that's available for people to see that. And, you know, it could be, um, you know, stuff that people are just deferring to later, um, which still is a risk. Um, or they decide, you know, from their perspective, the design doesn't warrant the fix um, mm. and they want to keep it as is. So, again, we're not dictating that something should get changed and we're not fixing stuff. We're just making recommendations. So, yeah, that, yeah. And that's the entire process. And then beyond that, there's situations where there's continuous assessment where projects can come back to us and they have, you know, a change, an upgrade, a fork, um, smart contracts, and then we'll, we'll do another assessment of the code. Yeah. And you guys have done this for, you know, over $360 billion in digital assets, roughly 4,000 clients. You guys have detected in this process, you've just described over 60,000 vulnerabilities. And you guys have a 70% market share, which is pretty incredible. Um, so it's like, uh, you know, you guys have definitely made a name for yourself. Um, and that's really good to see. Um, and I guess my, my question is, um, you know, how do you guys see your business developing so you could re you know, retain that awesome market share um, so you could continue, you know, finding vulnerabilities. Um, are you guys going to be leveraging any certain new technologies or uh, growing um, in any certain direction? Yeah, I mean, I, again, I think it ties back to the evolution. As we build more Web3 ecosystem blocks, introduce new technology, we inevitably expand the attack surface for hackers. Right. It's, that's a given, right? And with that, you can expect to see more security solutions uh, to solve those problems as they arise. I think there's a lot to be said around, you know, stuff like fund tracing, mitigating or protecting measures to combat situations where funds are being drained. Um, I think future maybe identity management starts to come into the solution more. Uh, but it really is tied to what problem we're seeing um, and how we address it. And we've gone through uh, a good amount of evolution from 2018 till now because of that. When we saw the need to, beyond auditing, we saw the need to do to look at on-chain data uh, for tracking suspicious activity. And that was something that we uh, went after and then launched Skynet itself for mm. that. And then we noticed in 2021, early 2021, that um, rug pulls were becoming more prevalent. Uh, and then obviously realizing that the, human, the, the human security issue of trust is a problem. And we launched KYC for that reason. Um, and then, you know, somewhere along the line, web, as I said, Web2 is part of the picture. We're also doubling down on, on pen testing for wallets and, uh, you know, exchanges and websites. And that became a thing, right, a need for that. Uh, and then we wanted to expand beyond that for uh, more findings beyond the findings that we have in uh, launching our bug bounty program or platform and bringing in ethical hackers uh, to, to cover that as well. Um, and we'll, st we'll keep going like this. We'll still mm. keep going, looking at innovations and looking at new problems on the horizon and how to go after that. Um, our mantra is simply this, it's securing the Web3 world. It is end-to-end -end security. It is not a, a point solution just for auditing. Um, there's plenty of auditors out there. Uh, we're not about that. We're about the end-to-end -end journey from start to finish. Um, and there's lots of pieces that make up that end-to-end -end journey and lots of security solutions that need to be there to address that.
And that's what Surtix is all about. And, and that kind of raises a question for me, because this year we've seen AI really come to the forefront of crypto. Anything that even has the word AI in it or attached to it kind of just went ballistic at the beginning of this year. And we kind of saw the whole crypto industry grasping for straws, trying to figure out how they can really incorporate artificial intelligence in all these different ways. But where I'm curious is where do you think artificial intelligence can specifically help the security side of things? Like how can we use AI to help further security in crypto? Yeah, I mean, you're right. There's been a lot of push and, and change and happenings going on with AI. Um, but, uh, I'm surprised daily to see new scenarios being covered by AI <laughs> and uh, looking for the future of what that's going to hold, right? I think there's a number of interesting scenarios uh, for AI where security is concerned and, and play, playing really a supplement to security, mm. not a replacement to current security processes. Um, AI bots could be used, example, to monitor transactions in real time, identify suspicious patterns, uh, and even intervene to prevent fraudulent activities. Um, you know, but the, you know, again, false positives could be a problem with that, mm -hmm. right? These are algorithms and AI is problematic sometimes based on the amount of data it has. So that's what I mean by supplement, not replace. Um, you know, so the reality could be that these would be recommendations with humans making the final decision. Uh, we're seeing a lot of trends now with AI and kinds of, you know, the kinds of day-to-day -day scenarios where security um, was kind of thought about with chat GBT oh <laughs> in God. mind. Um, uh, and, you know, I, gave I, I gave a talk last, uh, <laughs> not last year, it feels kind of too far back, but just this year, early this year where um, I talked about, um, you know, chat GPT being used uh, to audit a project. Oh An actual God. fact that a project came to us and said, hey, before I go ahead and, you know, ask you to audit, chat GPT has audited. <laughs> and uh, we, we, we kind of took a look at it. And the reality of the situation is really that where it's a very simplistic, coarse-grained, um, you know, issue, chat GPT, does a good job, it will find it. Um, and again, depending on like how much data it has, that the false, false positives, positives on that could vary, right? Mm -hmm. But what we did find is um, there was a good amount of findings that just couldn't work out. It just couldn't detect, it couldn't you know, come up with it. And this is the difference, and this is why I, I say it's a supplement, not a replacement. Um, and in those situations where you still have a gap on complex issues, that chat GPT can't find. The human, the experienced human is still required, right? So you've got verification, which is absolutely needed for something that's AI driven. And then you've got the most complex issues that you can't have AI find. Um, and it, it is uh, similar to the analogy I give and I gave in my talk, which was if you take um, a, a baseball and a piece of cheese and you show AI and say, what are these? It'll say, oh yeah, that's a baseball, that's a piece of cheese. But if you take AI, <laughs> you know, two pieces of cheese, one is cheddar and one is Swiss, and you say, what are these? It'll say just cheese. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it doesn't know the difference. It, it really doesn't have that level of complex expertise to know the difference. And that's where the risk um, you know, lies, right? And so 
yeah, I mean, the, the chat GPT, the movement of AI, all this is sparking interest and in scenarios for security. And I think there is good a good place for AI with with the, the level of guidance and management around AI, but in all respect is not a replacement, it's a supplement for the solution. Yeah, no, I think that's really good stuff. Um, pretty spot on. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And, and I'm curious, um, do you think that every sort of crypto project or like, you know, just in terms of the future of KYC, will everything have to have KYC or will there be, you know, in your opinion, um, you know, a kind of a bifurcation? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Unfortunately, KYC is not a widely adopted mechanism in industry uh, for, for addressing human risk. I mean, generally speaking, projects that want to promote trust to their community will adopt uh, to do KYC. And we actually incentivize uh, in the process through KYC by allowing projects to acquire badges. In actual fact, our KYC um, program allows for gold, silver, bronze badge, depending on how much uh, KYC level you've gone through and how much you've achieved. Oh, nice. Um, and CERNIC also has the obligation to push a project to KYC if it suspects high risk during the sign-on process. But still, projects can go and, and go elsewhere and then go get their auditing done elsewhere and bypass KYC. Um, even though CERNIC has a, a very rigorous KYC process, we actually still see interesting scenarios around proxy KYC actors where paid actors are masquerading the true owners. Uh, and we detect those, uh, but I, I, I certainly would like to see all security providers adopt KYC hmm. process, but uh, we're, we're not there yet, absolutely. Very interesting. Has it ever occurred that 
um, a project kind of came in and uh, you guys discovered a vulnerability, you disclosed it, and then you find out in the news a few weeks later or whatever that they apparently didn't pay attention to that or didn't address it and they end up getting hacked. Yeah, so that, that kind of doubles down on this comment I made around we're a, um, we're a company that provides reports and, and recommendations. Finally, it's up to the project to make that uh, choice to fix something or not. Uh, I think centralization issues are more prevalent uh, out there. And we've actually um, recently, in the last couple of weeks, we've launched uh, our kind of centralization front and center uh, features where we're now highlighting centralization more um, in terms of making sure that people can see that there are issues. Uh, but there's been situations where both uh, issues are being flagged but not addressed, which results in a hack. Or there is um, more interesting issues where beyond the scope of what we've audited, meaning this is the code, we've audited this, but there's other code that we haven't audited, which is out of scope, which gets hacked. Mm. Um, and so that is also uh, a, a, an important statement where it's it's uh, it's vital that you go into the project page and look at the report and understand the scope of the audit, what was audited, what issues were flagged. Totally. But yes, answer your question. We do get those scenarios where either A, the issues was not fixed, or B, it's out of scope, and that results in a hack. You know, without giving any names, have you ever had a project come to you and ask for a partnership or for help or to work with you only to realize that something a bit more chaotic or wild was happening behind the scenes that you weren't originally informed about? Um, I don't I think at the end of the day, it's the scope of the project and what they, they cover with us. Um, and we can only know what we see and what we audit. Um, the, the best example really is a situation where there is truly scamming going on. And this is where KYC does mm. help. And if we can't push a KYC because there is no ability to do that with the project, then that increases the risk. And so, yeah, there are situations where I can't name names, but yeah. where, you know, uh, because KYC wasn't done, something else happens later and the rug pull happens. Do you think that there's like inherent flaws in Solidity, um, which is the language of um, Ethereum? Like, is there inherent flaws that make its attack surface area just so large and all these vulnerabilities or, you know, is there a better? I, I, I don't know if that, I mean, Rust versus Solidity. I, I think it comes down to the developer uh, secure coding at the end of the day. I think it's, um, in, in my philosophy, yeah, I keep saying this like it's the redheaded stepchild security is just not a thing that's sexy, right? It's always left behind. But um, really, secure coding employs that you, you know, sec code securely early. And the whole process. Yeah. For that involves uh, starting early, having the right security folks in there, looking at um, you know architectures to model attacks on your code, um, and and find these vulnerabilities early, um, and it's just best best practices and secure coding uh, at the end of the day. And I think you know you got developers who are 
trying to get out there as quick as they can with their next you know big thing right um and it's just uh i think principles and best practices to uh, make sure that whatever language you're programming in that you're following secure best practices and, and coding the right way um, and not shortcutting just to get out the door uh, because the impact um, of finding the vulnerability early um, you know is is far less than if it was found after mainnet launch and the thing is out the door right it's just yeah. way way different well, well, shoot, Monier, this was this was incredible. Um, get all your insights. Um, one last kind of question before we let you go is is just really you know taking the perspective of a, a person who just kind of entered the crypto market. What's one word of advice, one word of wisdom that you, a veteran, can give to somebody who's just entering? You know how to protect yourself from some of these crypto scams. How to tr- check and verify that something might be legit. Um, is there any like you know? tips or tricks you could leave us leave us all with yeah i i think uh integrate security data as part of your own investment research there are lots of great tools out there but it, they're scattered everywhere and some of them are incomplete uh, i think you know this is why we launched skynet for community uh to allow community investors everything they need to help make their decisions uh and you know if you if you centralize things and have all that information up at their disposal and available, then making those decisions uh, becomes easier. But I would say always uh, in your investigation and research of what to invest in, integrate security as part of that whole process. That's the short answer. Yeah, love it. Um, Well, good stuff. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. Um, And if everybody wants to follow you guys on Twitter uh, or maybe hop in the Discord, uh, what channels can we point them to? Yeah, you can just go to Twitter and Certic, uh, and then Certic Community for Discord to find us there. Awesome. Uh, well, thanks for joining us today, and for everybody at home watching, I hope you enjoyed, and talk to you guys soon. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.